Welcome to the Christ Academy podcast with Jeff Wong, where you'll receive inspiring ideas and stories as we explore the journey of faith in Christ. And today we're in Acts 12. We're going into Acts 12, and I've entitled today's message, Trusting God's Plan in Difficult Times. We've all experienced difficult times. Some of you may be going through difficult times right now, right this moment, and you need God. And today's scripture, which is found in the the book of Acts in the 12th chapter, is a perfect reminder for us today of how much we need God and, and, and how much we need God to pull through in those difficult times and what it takes to see God at work in those times. Let me pray for us. God, we just come to you right now and we're looking for a word. We're looking for you to download into our souls your living word. We worship you um, as our God and we recognize that you speak. You speak through your logos, the, the word, and, um, and you speak through a word in the moment as well, your rhema in the Greek. And so we come to you for both of those. Speak now, God of heaven, speak to us and make alive your word in us. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, let's head right into the scriptures. We're going to spend time particularly in verses 5 to 11. If I could set the stage for you just before verse 5, there's King Herod, and this is a different Herod than we read about in the beginning of the Gospels. The beginning of the Gospels, where there was a King Herod who was called King Herod the Great, and when Jesus was born and, and, and in his early time of his life, King Herod tried to kill off all the Jew, young Jewish boys that, and that, 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 that are around Jesus' age. And he was unsuccessful in, in killing off Jesus. And he wanted to do that because Jesus was, he heard that Jesus is the king of the Jews. So this is his grandson, King Herod. Uh, also a King Herod, and there's another King Herod in between. And But here in verses 1 to 4, we see that, that Herod was was capturing uh, some of the, uh, the members of the church, members of the Christian community, members of the community that were followers of Jesus. And and then, unfortunately, he put to, he, he put to death James, the brother of John. And so we, we come here to this verse um, where it, it carries on. So verse 5, let's read together. During Peter's imprisonment, the church prayed constantly and intensely to God for his safety. Their prayers were not answered until the night before Peter's execution. Picture this event. Peter is sound asleep between two soldiers double-chained, and still more guards outside the prison door watching for external intruders. Suddenly, the cell fills with light. It is a messenger of the Lord manifesting himself. He taps Peter on the side, awakening him. The messenger of the Lord said, Get up quickly. The chains fall off Peter's wrists. That same messenger of the Lord says, Come on, put on your belt, put on your sandals. And we go to the next verses. Peter puts them on and just stands there. The messenger of the Lord says, Pull your cloak over your shoulders. Come on, follow me. Peter does so, but he is completely dazed. He doesn't think this is really happening. 
he assumes he is dreaming or having a vision. They pass the first guard. They pass the second guard. They come to the iron gate that opens to the city. The gate swings open for them on its own. And they walk into a lane. Suddenly, the messenger disappears. Verse 11. Peter finally realized all that had really happened. And he says, Amazing! The Lord has sent his messenger to rescue me from Herod and the public spectacle of my my execution, which the Jews fully accepted. And so, in this scripture, we see the imprisonment of Peter. We see the imprisonment of Peter. Herod captures Peter and other Christians other and other leaders. And he is soon going to do exactly what he did to James. He's going to do to Peter. He's going to put him to death. He's going to execute him. And he's giving in, he's, King Herod is giving in to the desires of the Jewish people, the majority of the Jewish people that wanted to see, all along wanted to see Jesus and his followers put to death. And so Peter is in dire circumstances in this, in this particular moment right now. He's imprisoned. He can't get out. He's in these dire circumstances. He knows that, that his death is imminent or that at least that King Herod wants to put him to death. But somehow he trusts God. And as you read the scriptures, you see that he has this peace. He's able to have a deep sleep. He's able to have a deep sleep on the eve of what would be his death, and he's at total peace. And it's so incredible that he's trust he's able to trust God in this difficult situation. And I think in this story, in this recording of what happened at this point in history, we can see this lesson for us that is so important for us that teaches us about how to how to trust God in those most difficult times in our lives. Those most difficult times when we're, we're lacking the finances. Those most difficult times possibly when, when we're having difficulty in our relationships or where our future seems bleak. Maybe we don't have employment. Maybe we don't, we're, something is off or something with our family is not right. And we're just pleading with God and we're waiting for God. And we got to learn to trust Him in those situations. Trust is related to the idea of faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's completely impossible. And so here we see Peter, he's imprisoned, he's locked up. Not only is he locked up, but he's in between those two guards. And there's other guards throughout the prison. And somehow God does his work and does this amazing thing of of freeing Peter from the prison. I mean, Peter doesn't even, he doesn't even know if he's, if he's experiencing this uh, in real life. You know, in the previous chapters, we see that the, uh, Peter had this vision from God when he fell into this trance. He had this vision of God with that thing that looked like a blanket with four corners raised, being released down with animals in it. And so he thinks right now that this is possibly a trance. Like, is he really awake? And the angel, the messenger, the angel, the angel means messenger. The angel lets him know that this is this is not a vision, it's not a dream. You're experiencing this. And he leads Peter. 
You know, and if, if Peter didn't have faith, he wouldn't follow God. He wouldn't follow God by following the angel that God provided for him. Think about that for a moment. There's times in our lives where God provides us a way out, a way out. Sometimes it's by releasing us and, and guiding us to let go of a relationship that's bad for us. And we're supposed to follow him. But sometimes we just stick to that relationship. Sometimes God has a new place of employment for us, a, a new job for us, but yet we hold on to the old job because we can't see what that new job is that's around the corner. The song that we just sang, the last song, I was thinking about the lyrics. The very first stanza says, everything happens for a reason, but you don't know what you don't know. It's just like you can't see what's around the corner because you don't have access to it. And you'll never have peace if you don't let go of tomorrow. How true is that? The next line say, because it ain't even faith to your plan falls apart, but you still choose to follow. If it doesn't make sense right now, it will when it's over. And that the chorus goes, there will be joy in the morning. There will be joy in the morning. It reminds me of the message last week. And I gave you guys in last week's message the acronym LOB. L is listen. O is obey. B is breakthrough. You do those two things first, the listening and the obeying, before the breakthrough comes. And so Peter, he had to listen to the, the words of God through the angel. Then as the angel led him to, to go a certain direction, to, 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 to put on his cloak, etc., and to walk forward, he had to follow that angel out of prison. And what did it lead to? It led to him literally breaking through, having a, a breakthrough and breaking out of that prison. Except he didn't do the breaking. It was God who did the breaking. How powerful is that? How amazing is that? This is Peter's imprisonment. But no one could stop God when God wanted to free him. And that's a message for each of us, guys. No one can stop God when God wants to free us. It could be that God wants to free us from trauma of the past or hurts of the past. It may be that God wants to free us from the addiction that we've been experiencing. We have to let go of those things and pursue God in faith. We need to L-O-B, listen, obey, and get the breakthrough. And as the song said, we have to let go of tomorrow. We've got to pursue God in faith. The next part that we see in this scripture is that God literally delivered him. He delivered him with all those guards that were there. God delivered Peter with the bars that were there confining him to that cell. God was there and God gave him a breakthrough. Even those gates that they talked about in the scripture, it swung open even before he got there so that Peter could just walk out. God delivered him. God delivered him because God had a different plan. God in his sovereignty had a different plan for Peter, just like how he has a different plan for you and I. As human beings, we tend to make our own plans. We tend to 
make our plans in the way that we've seen others have done it in the past. We see this plan that someone else has has lived through and we want it for ourselves and we go and we pursue it. So often we don't consider what is the God what is the God that we worship? What is the God that leads us plan for our lives? So we listen and then we obey and we experience the breakthrough. We experience the deliverance. God wants to deliver us. And so we put our faith in that. And that honors God. And God honors that faith that we have. Even if God's not showing you something, but you put faith in Him and you think and, and you think that He can do something for you. It reminds me of that woman who had that disease in the Gospels. And she, as Jesus is passing by, she reached out and she touches Jesus' Jesus' robe. And he felt the surge of energy come through, go through him. And he saw the woman, and the woman was healed. And he said, woman, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. So even though Jesus didn't intend that, that woman's faith healed her. And in the same way, our faith, our action can heal us, can lead us to deliverance if we, if we put it in Jesus. God's deliverance is there. When God delivers, we just walk through. We don't have to do all these, all these extra things that human beings normally would do. God just makes a way for things to happen. And He deliver us, delivers us and is powerful. God delivers us and is powerful. In this scripture, you see God's sovereignty and you see man's response. And you see that in a few ways. You see that in the scriptures that follow. We read from verse 5 to 11. But if you read the verse, verses 12 to 24, and most of you have, a lot of you have in our, in our life groups, you see a few things. You see Peter's testimony and the impact that it had on the early church. So God, in his sovereignty, he breaks Peter out of prison. And then Peter goes and gives his testimony, meaning he tells the story of what he experienced with God and had an impact on the early community of believers, and they were blown away. The woman who answered the door when Peter went and and knocked on the door, she was so excited, she's freaking out so much, and she just ran off to the rest of the house and wanted to inform everybody. She she forgot that Peter was there. She was so excited, and everyone's flipping out and celebrating and going crazy. And then when Peter came in, finally, when they let Peter in, Peter finally told his story, his testimony, of what, what God had done. And man, people's faith were, was, were, it was blown out of the water once again. They already had faith, but this just built more and more faith. And so, guys, when you're, live, when you're following Jesus, you have to... You, you have to follow, you have to listen and you have to obey and you have to follow him and experience him. If you don't, things get awfully dry in your spiritual life. And if you don't, and if everyone around you doesn't, it could be your life group, it could be your whole church, it could be your family, it could be you and your boyfriend, your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband or your wife, whoever it might be. When people stop obeying Jesus. Stop living out what he wants us to do. Stop following him. 
I don't mean you're not. That, that, I, you can even go to church on a regular basis and stop following him. Stop stopping following him just means that when you listen, you're not obeying. And so when we stop doing that, things just get dry and we lose the excitement because God is not God is not releasing that breakthrough. God is not giving that deliverance because of our lack of response. And so when Peter when Peter did his thing and followed the angel by and followed God by following the angel, he experienced that breakthrough and, and everyone was able to celebrate and their faith was built and they went on and experienced great things and did great things for the Lord and through the Lord. That's the first example of man's response to God's sovereignty. The second one is this, King Herod's judgment. King Herod, in his pride, in his arrogance, he thought he could just kill off the followers of Jesus and the the leaders of that movement. But what happened instead? The opposite consequence in his pride in his boasting. God did away with him. That was the consequence of rejecting God's plan. God is sovereign. He's going to have his way. He's going to have his way. And it's up to us if we're going to respond to it or not. If we're going to give into it. And King Herod was an example of when that didn't happen. He didn't do that. Instead, he tried to get rid of the Christians and so God God got rid of him. The third instance where we see this is the it's the importance of recognizing God's sovereignty and submitting to his will in our own lives. Guys, take this as a challenge. When you hear the word of God, when you hear God speaking, it's meant for you to obey it and to listen to it. So as you hear these scriptures, as you listen to this message, God has a message for you that He's sovereign, that He has a plan, that He is big, that He is powerful, that He will have His way, and that if you put your faith in it and you in Him and you follow Him, that you will have your breakthrough, you will have your deliverance. This is the power of God in our lives. This is the power of God in our lives. God's sovereignty requires our response. And so whatever is facing you, whatever is before you, maybe you're trying to get into a certain university. Maybe you need a, you need a higher income because you're barely surviving. Maybe it's a completely different circumstance and only you know what it is. I don't know what it is necessarily. But whatever that is, as, just like in the image behind me, as you stand out on the rock and you look in front of you, you see nothing but ocean. You see nothing but the seas. I want to remind you that the God that we worship parted the seas so that the children of Israel could walk right through it. And whatever your sea is, whatever your ocean is, God can part those seas for you to walk right through it. To walk right through it. And God wants to do that because he wants to deliver you. God, I'm convinced as I read in between the lines of the scriptures that God loves a good story. I think of history, his story, 
It's filled with his miracles, his miracles of deliverance. But he's not done writing history. He's not done with stories. Our God is a God of stories, and he has stories to be written in your life. And God doesn't want to write a boring story. And so we got to get in line. We got to get on board. We got to get on his bus. We got to get onto his agenda. And as we do that, we'll see God move powerfully. We'll see miracles happen. We'll see God's provision happen out of nowhere in ways that we didn't think could happen, that we didn't understand could happen. And he wants to do that in our lives, in our difficult times. And so as I close, I want to encourage you guys to trust God's plan. Trust God's plan in difficult times. Trust God's plan in difficult times. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. Thank you for giving us the gift of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us joy in the morning, mercy in the morning. Thank you for giving us this word in the moment, this word from your scriptures. Lord, remind us throughout the week to trust you. Remind us to put our faith in you. Remind us to follow you as we listen, that we would obey, that we would find our breakthrough, and that we would receive our deliverance. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.